For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. going on everybody and welcome to another edition of jay bird watching i am your host tonight adam corsair joined by my usual co-hosts craig borden brennan benicar and chris key we are also part of the stadium scene.tv network and of course we are the official podcast of jay's journal partnering with fan sided that out of the way pleasantries and welcomes out of the way how are we doing tonight guys two weeks how couldn't we be Two, Two weeks, weeks. That's wild. Here comes the boom, man. You've seen what's been going on, right? <laughs> I mean, when we talked about the lockout, and that seems like it was eons ago. I know. Uh, we did say that once yeah. spring training happens and once, you know, moves are made and signings are done, that we would be, as fans, very forgivable to what transpired and the weight that we had to endure. And I think that stands true. I think that, you know, it does seem like a distant memory. It does seem like all the bickering and whatnot, all the the conversations that we've had in the offseason about when and if this lockout will end were for naught. Didn't really matter. It's all a moot point at this point. Um, But it is wonderful to have spring training. It's wonderful to watch games. And it's wonderful to watch games that don't matter when I'm supposed to be working on things that actually do matter. So it's just, it's just wonderful. Just right. saying. Yes. Um, all right, so let's dive in. Before we do, we just want to apologize for last week. We were in some te- uh, technical difficulties. You might have noticed that if you were watching on the video feed that we uh, did not have any sound due to technical difficulties. So we apologize for that. Hopefully everything is coming through right now. I have no doubt that it is. Um, so oh, so far, so good. Yeah, let's just uh, <laughs> let's keep the fingers crossed. And a little laggy for some in. reason, but oh well, the audio is going through. <laughs> good. All right. Well, we have that. So if, if, if there is video lag, please feel free to download the podcast when it is on whatever podcast you listen to this on um let's start with matt chapman matt chapman is a toronto blue jay and this seemed to be one of the more under the radar trades that only fans in their fantasies thought that this would happen i know when we were talking about fits for the blue jays especially at third base a lot of people had matt chapman on the brain but i think we thought that that probably wasn't going to happen. And I don't know if it was because Jose Ramirez was the main target on all our minds. And that seemed like more of a reality at the time than Chapman ever would have been. But lo and behold, Matt Chapman is a Toronto Blue Jay. And the outgoing cost wasn't really that steep, in my opinion. Uh, Gunnar Hogland, Kevin Smith, Zach Logue, and Kirby Sneed. Now, 
Coughlin is the name that I think everybody is focusing on that could be a key piece for the athletics in the future. But given the fact that we have Chapman, who just signed uh, basically the Blue Jays paid his arbitration years, we have him locked up for two years. That left side of the diamond of Matt Chapman and Bo is going to be deadly. So, Brendan, we'll start with you. What was your reaction to the trade? Were you surprised at the fact that the Blue Jays were able to land a Matt Chapman? We remember what happened last time the Blue Jays land a third baseman from the athletics. Uh, Good things happened. What was your initial reaction when it came to this trade? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And it was a very similar fashion to finding out the news about Jose Barrios. Waking up after a night's sleep, open up my phone and seeing Carlos Baerga has posted again that there's going to be a trade for Matt Chapman coming. Lo and behold, a couple of minutes later, and Morosi follows it up and starts to confirm it, and then others follow in and chime in. I think the most surprising thing for me was the relatively low cost to get Chapman. I would have thought Oakland would be aiming for some higher ceiling guys and maybe take less prospects than instead of quantity of prospects. But I mean, that's not to say we didn't give up anything of value. As you said at the top, Gunnar Hoagland seems like the guy that the front office fell in love with after this draft and they were shocked they were able to get him because of his injury in college. Um, I mean, he's already had an injury. Uh, You still have plenty of arms in the system. So at the end of the day, Hoagland could have been traded and could have been used for that. Kevin Smith was another guy a couple of years ago. We were saying how highly the front office talking about him, and he just didn't seem to have a home anymore uh, up here. Could have been a utility guy come up later in the season. And then in my mind, I know Zach Logue came on towards the end of last year, but Logue and Snead just seemed like throw-ins at that point. And the athletics were like, okay, we could use a bullpen piece, so let's add Kirby Snead there and take a flyer on Logue. So the fact that the Blue Jays got a guy who is a platinum glove winner at third base is going to benefit the pitching staff like crazy. And the biggest beneficiary to this is going to be Hunjin Ryu because most of his ground balls went to third base last year and he got screwed over a ton from the rotating door (laughs) at third base near the beginning of the season. So comeback season for Ryu. He's going to get back to maybe a three, sub three ERA, uh, even though he had a terrible finish to his season last year. Uh, Look for a bounce back from him. Every pitcher is going to benefit from this, though. It's awesome. Chris? I'm going to say probably the most surprising part about this was that the name was actually Matt Chapman. Um, All eyes were on Ramirez, and I think we still have to maybe keep an eye there, maybe. Um, But I'm, I'm almost a little surprised that Kevin Smith was part of the deal, but like we're kind of getting jammed up with lackluster utility guys. Like we don't need any more of those, those players. And there really wasn't going to be a spot on this team behind Biggio. Right. So, um, yeah, I see you looking hey, the, at the, me. The Oakland A's need a third baseman now after that. They whole do thing need too. a third Kevin baseman. Smith can play third base. And I, I think it was a few episodes. I did kind of shit on Matt Chapman, the idea of it, but, um, that was well before I had any clue that he was coming off hip surgery uh, a year and a half or two years ago. Um, Got to say <clears> that <throat> first spring training at bat looked pretty damn good. He looks healthy. Um, he does look healthy. Until now, today. Until <laughs> today when he got spiked. Yeah. But uh, he, right. he should be day to day. He'll take a couple of days off and probably be fine. Be back by the weekend. Um, I'll still be training. I'll be all well. Yeah. 
it, he'll be fine on that front. But um, yeah, didn't really give up a whole lot. If Hoagland turns into something, well, who cares? Because we needed somebody to catch the damn ball at third base and <laughs> be able to make that throw. That's kind of part of it, right? Um, I don't think they're done, though. Something Ooh. tells me they're not done. I don't think they can be done because now you see teams like L.A. has a ridiculous roster. I don't think the Yankees are done either. Um, now, as well as Red Sox picking up story, the Red Sox have a really good lineup right now, boys. Like a really good lineup, and we'll we'll have to keep an eye over there. I don't think their pitching holds up. Um, but not very. I good. was about to go like we, all we, like we, you know. Brad Pitt on you and go, but can they pitch? Yeah, yeah. no, they, they they can't pitch. There's too many wild we, cards in that pitch rotation. But we said that last year. We said that last year. And, and what somehow, killed them at the end? They somehow, pitch. Yeah, but they still got there, and we weren't. So you gotta you gotta give it to them just a little bit. Um, they were able to mash their way into the playoffs, and you can do that in Fenway, um, just like you can do that in the Rogers Center as well. We saw teams. With not fantastic pitching, especially 16, was we didn't have the greatest pitching in the world. Um, but we were able to mash our way there. And I think we're going to be able to mash our way again uh, on the back of some really good pitching as well. Um, who knows? Maybe there's another bullpen piece on the way as well for this team. Um, keep your eyes out because I don't think we're done. Craig, what did you think about the Chapman move? I got my Christmas gift. I'm all set. There you go. That's true. <laughs> that was it. I had to go back and look it up, but I totally forgot about that. But that was the guy. I, you all were all, oh, give me Jose Ramirez. Oh, my God. You know, which I'm not going to fight if we were able to get Jose Ramirez. But the one that spelled the reality me, to me was I can actually obtain Matt Chapman. And to your point, Adam, I'm not shocked what we gave up. But I really think this is one of those things that looks very on paper a little one side toward the Blue Jays right now because it's all potential versus a guy that is ready-made that could is an all-star and a gold glover, a platinum gold glover at that. But um, I think there's going to be something with Matt Chapman's bat that now he's healthy, and we've already seen some little bits and flashes in some spring training games. But I think two years down the road, the Oakland A's are going to look like they positioned themselves pretty good with, with Hogland in that pitching rotation. So this is going to be one of those trades, I think, at the end of the day, it looks actually legit fair. Unlike the Josh Donaldson trade <laughs> with the Oakland A's that more or less returned to do Brett Laurie for a couple of random pieces from the Chicago White Sox and, you know, some random guys that haven't really came up to the potential that they ever thought they were going to be. I forget the shortstop we sent. Franklin Barretta. Uh, that's it. He's yeah. been bouncing back and forth a little bit to the point where he's had flashes. But he was the guy that we all kind of actually thought that might be the the actual piece of that trade and it still hasn't panned out. So wasn't Kendall Graveman part of that trade as well? He was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, and he, he kind of found on, himself but, at the end of it. Yeah. But he's been Houston and now Seattle. He just signed with, or yeah. no, is he, is he in Seattle now or no, is he with the, the White Sox? White Sox. Yeah. He's Gigantu in the White Sox. Bullpen bullpen. Bullpen. Yeah. He's with the White yeah. Sox now. Okay. Yeah, they have Apple two ex Blue Jays and Craig Kimbrell in that closing yeah. spot, basically. You, you got to win the game in five or six innings against the White Sox now. That's true. Yeah, and they have Yankees a great still. head. Yeah, yes. they, they're the Kansas City Royals of old. Yeah, and they lost a few starting pitchers, too, so they figured beef it up there, and that's a way to combat the loss, right? Yeah, absolutely. So 
But to that point on the Matt Chapman thing, I can't be more excited to have him on this team is I think he does spell that we paid the right price to get him. And I think his ceiling is actually higher than what the hell we've seen in his Oakland A's uniform the last two years. He's always struck me as a guy that's going to bat 270 with 30 home runs. And in this lineup, he could hit 100 RBIs pretty damn easy with the guys hitting in front of him. So it's going to only lengthen this lineup. And the fact that he is, like you guys were saying, going to actually anchor down defense to the platinum level where the, uh, you know, Blue Jays for a position that more or less is what I, who, which one of you guys told me the other day or tweeted out the revolving door that we've had since basically Brett Laurie left. <laughs> Somebody had a laundry list of names. So oh, third baseman. Yeah. Guys that have been the third baseman since the last time we legit had a third baseman or 20 yeah, since, since like, Donaldson, basically since Donaldson, Donaldson. So it'd be Donaldson, Drury, um, Martin. Yep. Yes. The two guys, Biggio, Aspinall. Biggio, Aspinall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has been a revolving door. It's been a freaking science project over there. It's Aladdin, horrible. Aladdin, so, Aladdin. Uh, yeah. Solarte. Yes, yeah, Solarte in 2018. So, yeah, I think that's the list. But either way, that's pretty damn ridiculous. You're talking to, what, a seven-year span and having Not 10 even. names there? Five, five years. and Five years. Can I, can I interject with one really quick question for you guys? That, yeah. That's kind of on the topic of this. In two years, two prominent names in this lineup now are going to be free agents in, well, actually three if you want to count Guriel as well. Um, but we'll focus on on two of the names that we're, are probably going to be hanging around for this time. Matt Chapman or Teoscar Hernandez, which one do you resign? Because I don't see this team retaining both. Teoscar. I, sure. I don't know. It's going to depend I was on me, uh, which chap. one you go. Yeah. I was going to say Did you see what Aurelvis Martinez did on uh, on Saturday with his bomb? He's going to be ready. And Moreno, depending on if he's going to be catcher or third base, will be ready too. I, so, have, chap, yeah. I, have, I have, have, one. I have less confidence in Boba Shep being retained. So you may want Aurelvis to be playing shortstop. That's a valid point. Yeah. I really true. think they're going to find a way to do that, but we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. I, th- I think you get. I think you get Vladdy locked up before you get Bo. Yes. Oh, I think. I think. I think Bo wants. No, but I think that's in the player's choice. I think Vlad would rather stay, and I think Bo would rather go to free agency. Yeah, but regardless uh, of that future part, I I think that right now you're probably right that trying to find an outfielder for our through our system currently, unless they go high into this one, right? This draft pick this year and go all in on an outfielder, which I don't think this consistency where this uh, front office has been drafting will ever go. They're going to go with a pitcher first round and then somewhere in the late second or whatever the heck first round or if they get extra picks, I can't remember where our picks lie this year. Um, They're going to go into that ballpark of probably grabbing pitchers and then a random high school guy, but they also are probably going to be, in my opinion, very college level. Uh, pick heavy because of all the guys they just let go to try, mm-hmm. you know, getting that top, that middle ballpark of our system back because that's what they've been really yeah. trading out of. Yeah. Keith Law says that this draft is flaming hot garbage. So <laughs> that's why I've said you would also probably go more garbage, more gar- guys from uh, college level instead, too. Yeah, yeah that's how the <laughs> NFL draft is, too. 2022 yeah, yeah, exactly. is a terrible, terrible draft. Um, look, uh, I think it's a good problem to have. Right. And right now, the, with the mm-hmm. way this lineup is, it's a little, it's, I shouldn't say even say a little, it's definitely unbalanced in terms of righty lefties. But um, when you have, when you make a trade for a Matt Chapman, I feel like any other organization would have had him as like a cornerstone or a key piece uh, in terms of an addition. 
When you have a Matt Chapman and he's projected to be batting six, that says a lot about the firepower in your lineup. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. It, it just imagine this is a guy that's been batting three or four in the Oakland A's lineup yes. for the last like six years, right? Yes. Imagine <laughs> trading for a Matt Even Chapman. Like, or you're batting six, by the way. It's just, this is wild. This is wild. Paid. If they do add Jose Ramirez, we could bet seventh for goodness sakes. Like, my goodness. I don't know what <laughs> that'd be do so dumb, but so awesome. Yeah. I know. It's a great it's a great problem to have. But I think right now with the addition of Matt Chapman, I know, Chris, you just mentioned um, Boston. I don't know that the addition of Trevor Story is as impactful for their team and their standing in the AL East as a Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays, given the fact of what is already on the Blue Jays. And as we mentioned, the rotation is, I think, better. Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard to get anything out of the infield um, when it's in on the ground when it comes to the Blue Jays um, infield lineup. Um, I do think, though, and this might I don't want to be a wet blanket here. Um, we wax poetically about the Blue Jays and Matt Chapman coming in. Sure. But. Brennan, you're the king of this, and I've learned from you. <laughs> I refuse, just out of stubbornness and just out of fear, I don't care, I'll say it, I refuse to have the Blue Jays at top of the AL East because I just don't know how to evaluate the Rays, and I yeah. never do. And yeah. I'm just going to assume they're going to win the East because yes. of the fucking Rays. <laughs> yes. No, you got it. That's the only thing that you can do, unfortunately, because the last two years, we've tried to write them off. 2020, they go on a deep run of the World Series. Last year, I know it ended prematurely against the Red Sox. Still not sure how the Red Sox were able to eliminate them. But yeah, you got it right. And now they're going to have a full season of Wander Franco. And I know last year we were saying that, watch, they're going to turn Michael Waka into a star just because that's what they do. They have Corey Kluber now. Watch yep. Kluber stay healthy for 30 plus starts and I wouldn't say he's going to get back to ace Cleveland days, but he could be a very serviceable three or four guy that gives yeah. the blue. And that's problems. all he needs to be in that rotation. Exactly. That's all he needs Hold to be. Hold that shit down. And their bullpen's incredible, and they just throw gas. And until they find a way to hit Ryan Yarbrough, because he seems to start every single time the Blue Jays and Rays play each other, especially with a five-game series, two five-game series, you're going to get Yarbrough guaranteed almost every series this year yeah no i still would have the race first again i think the blue jays have more talent on paper and i think yes. the last couple of years you could see even last year i'd say maybe opening day there could be a case the blue jays have more talent than the rays on paper alone but no never count them out never please don't do you, uh chris and craig do you guys disagree with the evaluation or are you saying fuck it blue jays all the way it's gonna be a hell of a race in my opinion uh, but I do think the Blue Jays right now have the best team on paper. That long as if the stars keep aligning like they've been the last few weeks, it's going to be hard to beat them, I think. Is that your your way of saying, yes, they are the best team in the AL East? <laughs> I, That's right now, I, if you were going to tell me what it would look like and I had a crystal ball that actually yes. worked, yeah. yes, I okay. would think this is our division to lose at this you have point. You a million because dollars I don't, to just piss away. Are you betting That's on how I feel, too. It's their <laughs> I wish I had a million dollars, but yes, that would be my assumption. Yeah. <laughs> their division to lose. I agree with that, but I still just can't do it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Chris? There, there's three players that, that are going to make the Blue Jays the best team in the AL East uh, from their lineup. Uh, it's Matt Chapman. You need a good offensive gear from him. He's going to give you the glove and that's fine, but yeah. you need a very, very good uh, uh, bounce back offensive season from him. You need Nate Pearson to be throwing absolute gas out of the bullpen as a closer. <clears throat> yeah. As a closer. <laughs> yes. 
or or use him or use him as your get out of shit guy. Yeah, two, two innings, two whenever, 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 like whenever you need him, you tell him to throw 105, and then that's fine. Yeah, he's a Cecil um, of 15. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, to that point, he looked pretty damn good yesterday. He did. Um, and I'm gonna do a one A, one B out of the rotation. One is Kikuchi. And two yep. is you need to you need another. I this is gonna sound really weird to say. I need another prove it year from Manoa. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No, correct. Oh, yeah. Like it's still a wild card as much as we ever yeah, don't want to admit it. Was last year an anomaly, or is this who Alec Manoa is? Um, I, I'm gonna lean more on Kikuchi than than Manoa. Yeah. I have a little bit more trust that Manoa is gonna repeat. Uh, Kikuchi is definitely a wild card and. I, I know I was calling for him to be a part of this team. Um, frick, it, it was that la- point? He's like the fifth starter. Season. He is a fifth starter, but you need innings out of him, and you need him. You need him to be at least an equivalent of Stephen Matz last year. Oh, for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Like, you gave, you gave this guy. You gave this guy twelve million a year to give you good quality starts and like this team's gonna hit like stink right like they're gonna put up a whack load of runs you'd like don't give up five plus runs every time you go out here's a question okay here's a question not to derail the agenda or anything because this could lead for a little while is the team that finished 2021 the way they did that roster better than the current team that's going to be going into opening day because yes. there's a very interesting case to be made that the way the 2021 team finished might be a smidge better than the current team right now. Yes. I, th- I think yeah. so too. And you got to yes. prove that like Matt's uh, I, I think that boils down to it. Exactly. You replace what you lost with Simeon with Matt Chapman plus a full sp- season of George Springer. Uh, you replace Kikuchi and the rotation with Matt's and you have to help Gosman. You got to hope that Gosman has a Cy Young level season. Absolutely. Like that rotation, the way it finished 2021 in September with all five guys clicking the way they did, except for Ryu. Um, So four guys clicking the way they did was probably the closest I've seen to the 2016 rotation where you knew you were going to go out every single day and get a quality outing and win more often than you did. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough way to, to, to finish or to start this season for sure. Hey, Mr. Numbers guy, Mr. Panikar. <laughs> um, just to be this guy, the, they, the difference between in the aggregate at the war level between Mats and Kikuchi last year was 0.3. And yeah. it was in favor of Mats. And but the thing I thought was second half. It basically comes down to ERA. If he yeah. had a better second half like you were just going to done it was the same thing already and he's already looked pretty good in his bullpen sessions i will say he was a little wild this morning or or this afternoon but could be working on things yeah exactly maybe he was told to only throw curveballs all day yeah yeah barrios (laughs) didn't have a good outing on uh, the opener last friday and he was perfectly happy with how he did because like i was working on stuff who cares spring training yeah walker even said sorry go ahead (laughs) no i was gonna say walker even said about um that he, today he was um, nervous before his start. So it could have just been pregame jitters. You're pitching for a new yeah. team. You're trying to prove yourself. Mm. Um, so To be this guy, at least he wasn't as nervous as Jordan Montgomery was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got lit up. So <laughs> when they, uh, yeah. when, it's like he was when throwing freaking meatballs. When he goes up there, if he's penciled in for a start against the Blue Jays, are they going to do what the Orioles did with Wei Yin Chen a couple years ago and send him down for one day to avoid the lineup? Or <laughs> Depends. Hey, what if he's... <laughs> If he's if he's not vaccinated, they they won't have a choice. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, no, there is that. <laughs> you know? oh, that's true. Oh, did, no. 
Have you guys heard this? Did I hear correctly that 15-day IL is back instead of 10-day? I did not hear I that. I thought I saw that somewhere, I'm, but I can't I'm remember. I'm pretty sure that's a, tr- a reality. They okay. got, they were not done with it because they're keeping the, the uh, that COVID pr- platoon or whatever oh, possibly okay. available. or the uh, You don't have to call people up for two people on your roster because of that list or something like that. There's oh, some okay. other rules. So they went back to – because of that, they went back to the 15-day IL. Oh, okay. Mm. Also, runner at second is back. Mm-hmm. Just got Sorry. Yeah, I don't... yeah, so it's so from what I'm reading, um, this was March 14th on MLB.com. Uh, 15 day IL for pitchers and 10 days for positional players. Okay. What is it? Sorry, can you repeat that? Sorry, the current plan is a 15 day IL for pitchers and 10 day for position players. That okay, makes sense. So, so it's not one of those that you can miss one start and then bring yeah. them back. I'm pretty sure okay. that's why they brought the 15 day back. I wouldn't be surprised because people were teams were doing that just to give a guy a blow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just make sure that that is not um, something. Uh, yes. Okay. So there will be a separate COVID IL, which does not include a minimum of 10 or 15 days. It will be used, obviously. For people that test positive, uh, the current plan is a 15-day IL for pitchers and 10-day for position players. This is actually a rule change that prior to the pandemic was planned for the 2020 season. So there you go. So it's 15 days for pitchers, 10 days for okay. positional players. That makes sense. So what if Otani goes on the IL? <laughs> it I would imagine what he would... did when he got hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's legit. I think if he got hurt while pitching, yeah, I think that's a, that's a 15. 15. Damn, yeah. the Angels are going to be uh, unfortunate and unlucky, depending <laughs> on how he gets injured. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go out there like and try and swing the bat. Can't throw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can go, go on the IL as a pitcher, or you can DH for the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I would imagine it would depend on when he got injured. There was um, another thing that I just saw about him that they're calling, like, the Otani rule that uh, after he comes out, um, as the pitcher, he can remain as the DH. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. It's how it would have been. Then, it, yeah, if they're going to make it a universal DH, I don't know why you wouldn't do something like that. If yeah. he's already slid in as the pitcher and the DH, it's taking up two yeah. technical lineup spots, right? Yeah. So. Um, it would be interesting what they do with interleague play, though. Um doesn't matter no it doesn't matter yes that's right yeah. All right. Um, not to derail further but on that just one sec next year will be a balanced schedule and you play every team at least once so yeah. that's another benefit of universal dh there you yep. Go. Yep. we don't Anyways. have to play the yankees and race so much exactly exactly <laughs> uh well this year we want to play the yankees as, much as i say as maybe we'll be okay with that yeah. red sox too please yeah, I just love that their whole linchpin of their plan is, oh, we're, we're going to hope that Luis Severino is Luis Severino again in their pitching rotation, right? What? Otherwise, is this? Yeah. <laughs> I just find it funny that they can't cross the border, and some of them currently cannot play home games. So, I know. I know. It's so going to be great. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Trevor Story because we've touched on it with the Red Sox. Jays were reportedly in on him. There was an SI article saying that the uh, Jays were in on Trevor Story up until the end, which means they are willing to spend money, but not nearly as much money as the Red Sox were spending on it. I think it was six years, 160. Was it around that? 168? Why did I say 168? I must be thinking of something else. But six years, right? Yes. 
I would not give six years to Trevor's story, but here we are. Uh, assuming this is accurate, which I have no reason to doubt that it is, um, this means that the Jays are aggressive. How aggressive, though? How aggressive do you think this means they will be, assuming the reports are true, in their re- pursuit of Jose Ramirez? Chris, we'll start with you because you are the one uh, chirping the most about just get J-Ram in the, in the group chat. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I think you should just get J-Ram. Do it um, any way possible. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to pursue? Do you think that the pursuit of Jose Ramirez is as, I don't know, intense as is being reported? And aside from that, do you, even if it's not Jose Ramirez, do you see the Blue Jays adding more pieces prior to opening day as a result see- of this report of Trevor Story? I don't think that has anything to do with it. I don't actually believe that they were in on Story. Okay. Uh, to be 100%, unless it was like a one or two year, like the Korea deal. Um, I could see them, obviously the annual salary wouldn't have been $35.1 million or whatever no. Correa got. <clears throat> um, but I could see them going after story and trying to do something like that. I, I just don't think that a six year deal for, for Trevor story. I don't think, I don't think that was a part of the plan at all or, or what that, that was what an SI article. It doesn't uh, say that they were willing to give a six year. They were just in yeah, on it. they were in on it. So what does that really mean? Where they just uh, circle back to us at the end and we'll yeah. see where you're at. Yeah. <clears throat> if it was more casual, nonchalant like that, I could see them. Like, Atkins always says that they're always listening and they're always willing to have conversations. So that makes sense. Um, do I think that they're in on Ramirez as much as they should be? No, I do not. Yeah, uh, I, I think things have kind of cooled down on that front, um, probably from the Cleveland per- perspective. Um, I don't think they're quite willing to uh, concede the year quite yet, um, even though they probably should, because their division is kind of a flaming dumpster fire, regardless, even if I mean, Korea is yeah. there. And like Chicago the, White Sox, the White Sox are going to win that division. Yeah. Like, pretty easily and then where are the wild card spots going to come out of they're going to come out of the al east and like if seattle has another like cinderella story again but they've improved their team um they have what adam frazier jesse winker suarez and robbie ray uh have joined their team so like they've done some they've done some good shopping this year um the angels have also solidified their bullpen they don't have any starting pitching other than otani but (laughs) and their lineup should hit for the most part. Um, Houston's Listen probably this guy ragging on Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> <laughs> what is Syndergaard really? We still want the that Dickies. was my joke. <laughs> um, do I see us adding though? Yes, I do see us adding probably another bench piece. I love this idea of Gardner being floated around. Love it. Bring that guy on. We should have brought that guy on this team 10 years ago, uh, let alone now. But, uh, that just frees up another spot is would Grichik be on the way out? Would maybe that's the, the plan. If Guriel is part of a trade for a Ramirez or maybe a Catel Marte. Um, you guys are killing me. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's what I want. I'm just saying that maybe that's what the plan is. Um, you could do a lot worse than Gardner coming off the bench. I think he's a guy that, yeah, but that's the key word coming off the bench. I think. Yeah. 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 He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the everyday guy out there by any means. I, I wouldn't say that. Um, 
But, like, he's one of those guys that you hate to play against him, but you love him when he's on your team, unless you're the Yankees, because they just don't like anybody that plays for them. <laughs> so. yeah. Brennan? Yep. Yeah, um, in relation to Trevor's story, I don't think I would have paid him that much money either. I was going through his fan graphs page. He's had some really damn good offensive seasons, but there's a lot of in-between mixed in there. Like, his highest... 2019, 6F4, and then 5.1 in 2018. Those are his two best. But even then, his WRC plus has never gone above 130. I think to be elite and an elite offensive player, you got to be at least above 130, in my mind. I could be totally wrong on that, what the baseline for elite is defined as, but see a lot of guys around the 120, 125 mark, and that's where Trevor Story has been for his career. Does it move the needle for the Sox? Absolutely. It lengthens their lineup uh, very nicely. Gives them some nice protection for other guys that are in there right now. But I think at the top of the, uh, what we were talking about earlier, I was looking at their rotation and the way that's set up right now with Chris Sale having an injury that the talking baseball guys think could be two months of sidelining Chris Sale just because it's a muscle injury uh, and those need time to heal on its own. Their rotation right now would have Evaldi on opening day, which, you know, Evaldi's all right. Um, he's been very up and down his career. And then after that, it's Nick Pavetta who had a decent season, Tanner Huck, uh, and then, I don't know. Nobody's, um, nobody's. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they're just filling in guys left, right, and center. And they lost Eduardo Rodriguez, who was probably their most consistent starter last year to the Tigers. So Red Sox definitely improved offensively, and their bullpen last year and the last couple of years have been a dumpster fire. So Story helps offensively. I just don't think they can match their way to a playoff spot again, they'll definitely be around 500, maybe even a couple of games above that and put pressure on the teams that finish above them. But at the end of the day, as I said last year, if the season went one more week, the Red Sox would have missed the playoffs and the Blue Jays would have gotten in because they were going in opposite directions. The Red Sox I think a couple days. From, yeah, <laughs> a couple days too, absolutely, because the difference wasn't that big between them at the end of the day. Um, the Red Sox benefited last year from an insanely hot start carried by their offense. And even though they've flattened out a little bit as the season went along they're able to string enough just enough wins together to get in so uh, at the end i'm not scared of the red Sox. i'm not scared of trevor story overly so i'm fine to miss out on him because yeah as chris said i think another addition jram or somebody is coming and i agree with brett gardner i would definitely bring him into nice lefty bat to use as a fourth outfielder and ship gritchick to miami because they're looking for outfielders yeah mm-hmm. i don't see it being a giant giant big splash of a free agent so it's going to be a trade um, mm-hmm. I just happened to be flipping through the Twitter feed here and whatnot. And uh, Blake Murphy of the fan night 590 um, apparently is a math guru on the side because he's got an Excel sheet here. That's been a blue Jays you know, salary calculator with all the new arbitration stuff that's been going through now that they basically got everybody on the 25 or 26 man roster here all locked up for the arbitration stuff. Um, he's got the blue Jays at 170 mil for the salary for this year with all the CBT stuff and everything like that. So you talk about that and okay, what are they really going to spend outside of that? You know, so I don't see them going to sign. Like uh, some people have been saying, Oh, whoa, let's grab Michael Conforto off the free agent line. He's a lefty bat. Okay, great. Well, where does he play? <laughs> you know, it's just that kind of stuff. If they're going to add, it's going to be somewhere. They're going to be looking to add something like Jose Ramirez. And unless in my opinion right now, I don't want to touch this damn major league roster. I don't give a shit who may, who comes after me, anything like that. Loris Gurriel Jr. looked pretty damn good in the spring training games that I've seen him in. He had a, one of four players to take Jordan Montgomery for an exit velocity on singles and doubles for over 110 miles an hour today, just saying. <laughs> um, 
I just can't give up anything in the major league level and want to get something like J Ram back. So, and I'm honestly shocked that the Cleveland Indians aren't looking for top prospects. So maybe that's just where I'm at with it, but there's gotta be somebody out there that you can get to play second base that you can get from a team where we're just minor leaguers and make up something in the aggregate here. If you don't continue to use the guys we have in house, which in my opinion are just fine. This lineup, do we really need anybody other than Biggio or Espinal playing second no. base? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm teeing you up, Adam. Go ahead and run with your band crush. No. no. <laughs> oh, sorry, not run. Fr- you know, frolic through the window, uh, the meadows. and. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there when we talk spring training. But look, I agree with you. I, I As much as I would like to have um, an addition to this team, I don't think they're going to do anything in free agency. I think you're right. I think um, the signings are done. Um, I think they have more reason to be aggressive when it comes to trading. I think they have, like at this point, the the farm system, the AAA farm system, uh, system as it is, is pretty good. But there's still a lot to be longing for below that, right? Not I would to say, say we're th- slightly above average. Where we, a few weeks ago, we were one of the better minor league systems in baseball. That's what I'm saying. Because of the so, guys we've given up. Yeah, at that point, you just it's time to unload. The Blue Jays right Spent now properly. Yeah, the Blue Jays right now definitely see a window of opportunity that, you know, if you asked us before the lockout or even, you know, when spring training was starting, I don't know that we'd be as confident. Of of course, we think they'd be in it. They won 90 plus games last last year, but I don't know that we'd see a window of opportunity for a World Series run. The front office clearly sees something like that. There is something that they are seeing that they believe that this team, as currently constructed, has a legitimate shot to make it to the World Series. And I don't think that's far-fetched. You know, you do have teams like the Rays we were talking about. You still have teams like Chicago in the division. But outside of that, I'm not in the division, in the AL. Outside of that, I'm not seeing any team in the AL that really scares me. Really, I don't. Like You could say that if it, if it was a, a Chicago in Toronto, ALCS, it could be a repeat of the Royals, as you mentioned, Chris, in 2015, just because of the bullpen. Oh. But if there's if there's firepower that the Blue Jays are are utilizing correctly and they're just mashing, man, I, I don't see how you can't be confident in that window. So that being said, this is a long-winded way of saying you got to push all in now. You got to push sure. all in. Yeah. And if that means Jose Ramirez, like a lot of people are saying, well, he's third baseman, you just got Matt Chapman. I say sick him at second. And I know it pains me to say that about Bijou. It does, but like, I'm not, you know, it, my head's not in the clouds about Kevin Bijou that I'm going to say that, no, you have to keep him at all costs because obviously Jose Ramirez, even playing out of position at second base is better for this team than Kevin Bijou. He might not be better defensively at second. I'll, I'll give Kevin that, but overall he's going to make this team better. It's an yeah, interesting Kevin. turn of events, isn't it, boys? <laughs> I mean, yeah. My worry is that the defense yeah, looks like shit. I mean, I'm not giving a, a bad thing to Vlad at first base either, but it does take something to, you know, is everybody going to do what Marcus Semyon did last year and be a defensive awesome after moving positions? No. I, I just yeah. find that hard. That was the last time Jose Ramirez played second. I think last I was year, reading no. the other day. It was like last. three years ago, and it was one yeah. game other than that. So It was last year a, when they had, uh, who they had a third um, yeah, that's right. No, yeah. did they have no, that was yeah. a, well, uh, a few years ago? They got no, last year, yeah. who did... it was it was after we traded Donaldson. It was that playoff push okay. that yeah. they had to play for like two games, and then they were yeah. like, "Oh, he isn't working out." 
Yeah. I don't think it matters. You can you can deal with whatever shortcomings he may have, and it's an adjustment period at second base to get his bat in that lineup. Still yes. DH spot to rotate. The bat's amazing. Too. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so well, if it, if it happens, it happens. But I can't give up Loris Gurriel Jr. and make a hole somewhere else is my problem. I would. It be. has to be somebody in the Biggio ballpark to me or something like that. That's no, tipping they, up. The they would, they'll never do it for Biggio. No way. They, they, they want major league players, and you're going to have to give up somebody good. And it'll be either a Kirk or a Gurriel off the major league roster to make it. I think happen. it's going to take both. It's going to take both of them. I wouldn't be shocked. And, and I'm walking the hell away from it. it. Hell no. No, no. I'm smashing except if they're saying... Uh, look, if they say Guriel, Kirk, and a lower-level prospect, I'm smashing except. Yeah. Then yep, let me ask definitely. you it this way, then, because this is my problem with it. Is this team better with having an outfield with Teoscar, um, Springer, and then Randall Grichek playing more games, or is it better off with Kevin Biggio playing more games at second base and have Loris Guriel Jr. in left? You can have Kevin Biggio play left field. Yeah, that's true. I, to yeah, me, that's right. just as bad as putting Gritchick out there. <laughs> Why? Gritchick oh, gives, gives you 10 times better offense than either of those guys. In April. De- defense, sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> April. I was what month? On help. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Because what you do then is you take Teoscar. Teoscar plays left field. You hide him over there, and then you put Gritchick in right. And your yeah. your defense is 10 times better because of it. Yeah, Randall's yeah. a fine defender. And, for sure. and then, yeah. you have, then you have James. Fucking hate saying this. Then you have Jansen behind the plate, who's yeah. much more defensively than both of them. And remember, yeah, how uh, Danny Jansen finished last season too. You, he, yes, yeah, I, I'm not knocking that. I, I right now, it, Kirk is fine on the table with me. As much as I do love Alejandro Kirk, I have no problem trading him to get the right guy. Same thing with Biggio. My problem is, like I said, I think you're making another problem in left field if you trade Loris Gurriel Jr. You have, and you I have think it's because I saw four good months from him last year. And he raked for four months. He sucked completely awful for two months. <laughs> but what you're but what you're gaining is Jose Ramirez on the infield. For cheap. Like for what he's worth, cheap. I don't know. And you have him, he's a UFA in twenty twenty four, which is exactly when Lord Gabriel would be a UFA as well. And so Matt you would lose and, both. and everybody yes. else now. Yeah, so everybody. you're losing him. That's fine. But yeah. this is the window. The window is two years, right? And yeah. even yeah, Brennan, you made a good point. You made a good point. Kevin's probably not going to be involved in this trade. You keep him at second and you make Jose Ramirez your full-time DH. And sure. if you don't want to do that, you switch him. Like we were talking about Freddie Freeman with uh, Vladdy. You just switch him off and have one play DH, one play first. This is what you do with Matt Chapman and Jose Ramirez. You just you, switch him off. Have I do not want to be in a position where Alejandro Kirk is our everyday DH. That is a waste. That is a waste of a position for me. I, I'd rather not. I'd rather have someone that's built for that position and give Alejandro Kirk the opportunity to fulfill his natural position as catcher somewhere yeah. else. I think there's somebody sneaking in that role, in the DH role right now, that could sneak in. You guys have been watching enough games to be impressed with Greg Bird's bat again all of a sudden. He looks no. like three, year ago, three years ago, Greg Bird, where he was actually going to steal a first base job from somebody in New York. <laughs> no, he's just flashing the pan for spring training. We've seen this I, too many I times hope not, guys like this. It's like Dan Johnson when they had him in 2013 or whatever it was. <laughs> you all said that about Chris Colabella in 2015, too. Come on, he stole how many people's jobs? Because he could just need to put his bat in the lineup. I mean, <laughs> he was terrible. Yeah, they they, were, they ran him out there in left field so often yeah. to try and yeah. get him at bats. Yeah. Once again, he was still a flash in the pan. So, yeah. So you couldn't put him at DH back then is my point. That's what he yeah, would have been yeah. doing in a normal lineup when you didn't have to worry about putting, you know, Edwin at DH. <laughs> um, 
well, you set this up perfectly, Craig. So let's let's move on to spring training. Look, um, Craig, you might be familiar with this. I listen to a lot of WGR. That's a radio station in Buffalo uh, talking about the Bills. I listen to them in the morning, and one of their hosts, uh, Jeremy White, has a preseason pledge when it comes to anything that happens with the Bills in the preseason. You do not overreact. So I propose we take the spring training pledge. (laughs) Anything that happens in spring training, regardless one way or another, you don't Settle down. You don't overreact. Now, I understand it's fun to see Vladdy hit a bomb. That's not something you overreact in because that's just normal now. You're just like, yeah, that's that's just what he does. Um, yeah, golf clap. Martinez, <laughs> all I still impressive. take off my pants and run around the house screaming. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah but you do that <laughs> for sure. Uh, Martinez had a oh. great uh, outing yesterday. We're, again, we're recording this on Tuesday evening, so on Monday. Um, but I, I need to see more. I, I'm not going to overreact with talent, even though he has it. I'm not going to overreact and say he's the future. Now I need to see more. We've been burned before as Blue Jays fans. Is my point. Same thing yeah. uh, today. It. it, it you see players come up, and who was the uh, the other Espinal that came in at third base today? It wasn't Santiago. It was someone oh, else. Uh, other Espinal? Yeah, there's yeah, two, we have two Espinals now. We had another yeah. Freaking even, even Buck got it confused on the uh, yes. feed today, too. Of course he, he did. Said it. <laughs> he, he, he's like, well, that's an Espinal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he played well, is my point, at third base. But you just don't Correct. overreact to these things. Yes, we um, that, Okay. That <laughs> there it is. Said, have um, you seen this irrational fan base? Yes. I'm part of it. I'm not that's even ashamed. That's, um, that's his hot take for the night right there. He's irrational. Shocking. I'm taking the preseason <laughs> pledge. Look, I'm not even impressed with Grant, uh, Randall Grichuk's Grand Slam. Not impressed because I want to see you doing that in July. Yeah. Not impressed. Yeah. Um, so have especially in July when he's September now. <laughs> yeah, it's in Dunedin, man. Do that at, yeah. in Toronto. Calm down, that's, Randall. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, Randall. He did calm it, down. He, he did it, get it. for two months yeah. last year. You yeah. want to play for Miami. We get it. We're working yeah. on it. Don't worry. <laughs> and it, yeah. Just FYI, it was Sebastian Espino. It wasn't there close to Espinal, but it was Espino. Okay. He's one he of their saying, younger guys. He said, Santiago Espino. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> he's all confused and shit. I'm like, um, he's wearing the same sunglasses as uh, Ralvis Martinez. I was like, I'm pretty sure that looks a lot more like Ralvis Martinez than it does Santiago Espino. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not nearly as jacked as what Espinal is yeah, right yeah. now. But anyways, let's, let's yeah. that being shape said. life. Uh, Craig, was there is there anything that stood out besides the obvious King Cavan being a king today at the plate? Uh, and also with that uh, errant throw by Danny Jansen to him at second. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he he was just magnificent. I'll talk about it in a bit. All jokes aside, is there anything that stood out to you in spring training thus far that you'd like to make a note of? I will say that I have been impressed with Aravis Martinez, but he is definitely a year off. He is going to stay in Buffalo at least this year. And yes. I don't think they're ever going to sure. moderately even tinker or think anything else. And honestly, I don't think he's actually even been above double A at this point yet. So he'll probably start with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats and hope to finish the season with the Buffalo Bisons. Um, going from there, though, the biggest thing, like I said, I, I've honestly, I've been wondering what happened to Greg Bird over the last few years because he was, like I said, pushing the Yankees for a freaking starting spot off of their bench getting in a hundred something games like three, four years ago and looked kind of John Olrude esque just slapping the ball over the field. You know, I'm not saying it was definitely John Olrude or anything. Obviously he's a minor league player at this point. Spring but, training pledge. 
<laughs> I will. I, I get that. I'm, I'm just stating that he, the guy's got five, four or five hits already. And he's only played. To be fair, you were the only one that took that. The rest of us didn't agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for backing me up for a change. <laughs> but um, honestly, the thing that shocked me this mo- the, the most was today. And this is something I think you can get excited about is the fact that our lineup is healthy and there is blatant proof of that regardless of what the hell Jordan Montgomery was working on today he got crushed the first three hits off of him which Brian you were first three batters in Springer Bichette and and Vladdy today Hall had a over 109 mile per hour exit velocity on singles just yeah. straight up smash yeah, <laughs> it is ridiculous and then the Blue Jays went off for a three-run inning in the first inning and not gonna lie the Yankees post and all the you know press people, especially you know the wonderful gimmick that is the New York Post, is freaking the fuck out, and it's awesome yeah. to watch, and it makes me very happy as a Blue Jays fan. <laughs> Just search for that after this show, and you'll die laughing because I found it during this show. <laughs> nice. uh, Chris, um, take the pledge. No, be, no, because <laughs> like this Kool Aid while you're at it. <laughs> How can you not be impressed so far with Elvis? And like, oh, I am. who knows what happens with oh, it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's the person that gets dangled now um, for Ramirez coming on. Just a little, hey, look what we have here. Um, he's, from what we know, him and Mourinho are untouchable uh, in the farm system. So, and those might be the only two guys. Yeah. So There's an equivalent of him too, because Miguel Geraldo is allegedly Aralvis Martinez as well. So who knows with that? Uh, I've been impressed so far by him. You know, what's really impressed me so far. And, and we saw some leather flashing this afternoon. Yeah. Bobichet looks really good at shortstop right now. Yes. Yes. Cause he's got chat highlights. Is there a little, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he has to cheat so much one way or another. Probably. Um, that's going to make him look better coming off a really good year where you had, you had uh, Marcus Simeon whispering some things in your ear. Now you got another guy on the other side of you that can whisper some things in your ear. Former teammate of his. <laughs> He's both going to be feeling pretty good about himself in the field. And that was always a question mark with, with him other than wild swinging in O2 counts. But the kid knows how to battle at the plate, so why be worried about that? The one thing that you should be worried about is his glove, and so far, pretty damn good from what we've seen. And we're we're not getting too far ahead of ourselves, apparently. But I'm not going to say he's gold glove caliber or anything. Um, that's a pretty far stretch, but liking what I see definitely from that standpoint. Funny. I'm going to take the pledge and not overreact at all. And that Man. is partially because I'll only watch spring training games on weekends uh, and definitely not the full thing. But from what I've seen so far and seen on Twitter <laughs> is that I'm everything that the regulars have done is what I expect them to do in the regular season. Like there's nothing this year that makes me go, oh, wow, Vlad's ready to go for a big one. OK, I, I want to see that in the season. You're going to do that. Same with Matt Chapman. I think the difference between this spring training compared to spring trainings in the past is because it's been cut down like crazy and we only have two weeks to go is I want to see how this bullpen shapes up a little bit more. So yeah. I would say, ask me that question again when spring training ends, because I want to see if Joe Biagini keeps this up. He had a decent outing from what I saw on Sunday and he looked okay. 
And then there's some just other really interesting names just to fill it out because you know you have to go through so many different names on a bullpen. Like just going through, looking at, who was it, Kyle Johnston, who they got in the Daniel Hudson trade a couple years ago from Washington. He's had two outings and has looked okay. So nothing stood out. I think it's just exciting to see the exit velocities, as we've all said, from these guys because, look, they're going to they're gonna rake. And there's nothing that has shocked me or made me say, okay, like – do more at the end of the day. I mean, Aurelvis has obviously been exciting, but we know he's not going to play. It's not like years past where Manoa has blown the doors off of spring training or Vlad has, and we're all clamoring for him. Make the roster, make the roster, make the roster. He's just not this time. So there's nothing overly exciting at this point. Just stay healthy. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Stay healthy at the end of the day and go into opening day, your best 28 possible. Yeah. B. Genie was on a minor league contract, right? Yep. Yeah, so he doesn't have to make the team to, no. to stick around. It's going to be a nice piece to have around, though, I think. If he can keep yeah. this up, I think somebody gets hurt and he doesn't perform, boom, there he is. We're in a lot of yeah, trouble. We're in a lot of trouble if Biagini's on this team opening day. Yes, yeah. yes. There's something gone wrong in the bullpen at yeah. that point. Like, you, ideally, you don't want to see, well, ideally, you don't want to see Biagini in a Blue Jays uniform at all. this year. At all, yeah. That'd be um, nice. <laughs> at the very least, like, maybe July or something if you need a guy to come up and like guys are getting burnt out or something. Well, which still isn't good if guys are getting burnt out in July, but yeah, that means your rotation's like, been crap. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you don't, ideally you don't want to see him in a blue Jays uniform. Realistically, nice probably July, July or August is when you might see him. Yeah. Um, say anything about Pearson's two innings. <laughs> I need to see more. I I need to see more. And I'm not saying it wasn't comforting or wasn't reassuring. I just need to see more because we've seen how in spring training he's been, I don't want to say lights out. He's been good. It's nice to see some accuracy for a change. Yeah. Regardless, that was what surprised me the most. It was just that he actually was able to get the ball to the plate where it looked like he was actually aiming for it, not just rearing back and hoping it goes over the plate. (laughs) Right. I think Manoa coming up and doing as well as what he did last year and then having the winter to reset for Pearson, I think last year was like an oh shit moment for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's other guys coming. He was, he was pressing <laughs> really hard. Um, now that he's had the winner to reset, he can still have that oh shit moment, but make good strides on it. As he well. also knows what his role will be if he makes the team. Yeah. He's in the pen. He That's, knows that yeah. very clearly. There's yeah. no spot for him in this rotation unless somebody gets injured and knock on desk for that. Even then, I would that, he might not be before him. Yeah, yeah. it'll be or stripling before. Stripling. Stripling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be stripling Absolutely. before him. Yeah, stripling first for sure. Yeah. Um, look, I, I know I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but I, I was happy to see, uh, both Kevin and Springer in the lineup after, um, them dealing with ailments and uh, grateful that it wasn't serious, you know, knock on desk that it won't be continuing on. Um, I just think that in fairness to him, you know, I was assuming there's no Ramirez trade at the gate out the gate and if he's not involved in it i think a full season at second base is something that we need to see from Kevin in order to evaluate what we have in him um playing on it it's just like any other player on this team when we were talking about aaron sanchez like he was playing so much flip-flopping between relief pitching and starting pitching that sort of fucked him up um we you didn't really know what you i don't even think he ever did reach his full potential um 
same thing with Cavan last year, playing in so many different positions, out of positions. He was playing hurt. I think he had a, either a hand or a wrist injury or a thumb, something. Um, he just wasn't right. And I think having him full-time, second base, I'm not asking him to hit crazy numbers. I'm just asking him to get on base, especially at the lower end of the lineup, eighth or ninth. You can do that and get him on base. He's coming home. He's going to score runs with what's uh, in front of him. So I just want to see a full season from him, assuming he's not traded. I liked what I saw today that I was talking about before. There was a He was playing second. Uh, I forget who was stealing, but it was an errant throw by Jansen. It went to the outfield, but Cavan played it as if he was still tagging the runner, and the runner did not know that ball was coming. It was all the way in center field. So he made it seem like he was still having the ball so the runner could not go to third. That's something you can't be taught. That's that's father-son right there. That is the lineage yeah. of Biggio. Um, so it's just those little things that I think make him valuable, those little tips that he's probably learned from his dad that make him valuable. And I love his eye. I think his eye at the play is great. So it was a good first day. I'm not overreacting. Only four at-bats for him. He did have three singles and a walk. So it's good. Um, I just need to see more from him. I need to see him get on base. I need to see him full season at second base, assuming Ramirez is not coming in. So... Um, but he's still king. Anyways, let's move on to, uh, <laughs> we sort of touched on this already. This is the final topic. Um, but I want to talk about the aspect of opening up the season with three catchers, which is sort of on the radar. Again, assuming that a Jose Ramirez trade is not happening right now. It looks like that Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen and McGuire are going to be carried over onto the roster. Um, I don't think that it's prudent to have three catchers on this lineup. I also don't think. Alejandro Kirk deserves to start in AAA. Um, if it was up to me, I would have McGuire out. I would place him on waivers because chances are he's not going to get claimed. Um, but I guess the Jays don't want to risk another that. 0 for 4 today. Yeah. Um, so, Craig, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on carrying three catchers, but I guess Kirk being the full-time DH, which I think is a waste? Or do you think anything you got to do to give him at-bats to showcase and dangle him in front of the... The Guardians, in order to get Ramirez, what are your positions on this? I think what it comes down to is who, as this team is currently listed, what we have on paper with the players we have available, right? It comes down to what your DH is going to be. Is either going to be Teoscar Hernandez, because Randall Gritchick's playing in the field, which so basically Randall Gritchick's in the lineup, or you need to have a Alejandro Kirk in the DH spot. Which one of those two scenarios is going to generate more offense? I'll give you a 50-50 or at least the monthly breakdown. Randall Gritchick will be good for April, and then you yeah. had to use Alejandro Kirk every other month. <laughs> but to that point, if you wind up carrying Kirk as a DH, because I do agree that his bat is ready, but maybe he's not, although he did make a pretty nice throw at to get a runner out the other day at second base, I I just don't see where this is his reins to run with the catching position. And at a minimum, it's going to be a 50-50. So if it's going to be a 50-50, do you just keep playing him platoon with Danny Jansen until one of them catches fire at the whatever point in the season? Or do you find some at-bats for them, and one for Kirk anyways, in the DH spot and offset that by not having Randall Gritchick in the lineup? Right now, I think that's where your argument is, and I don't see how in the hell that ever spells having three catchers on the lineup, regardless of this whole DH role or anything. I would just, I'd rather take the damn out <laughs> than carry in Reese McGuire if, in that case, that one game where the catcher gets hurt and Kirk is in the damn, you know, DH spot. 
You can finesse I'd rather that. move him to catcher and take the out. <laughs> yeah, you can you can finesse that. Uh, quick question. I want to interject real quick. Off of anybody's memory right now, was McGuire's, was he anyone's personal catcher? Like, did, was there a pitcher last year that preferred McGuire? I was just thinking that. I can't think of it because I feel no. like there was. Danny Jansen was Ryu. Um, Who did Kirk Ray was, was Ray. To? Kirk was Ray. Kirk was yeah. Ray. I don't think McGuire... McGuire didn't have McGuire a... caught from Mats a lot. I don't think that was because of preference. I think that was because that was the day that basically they were saying McGuire was going to get the play every week. Okay, so there you go. So he's dispensable. Yeah, what I, dirt does he have? His bat doesn't carry him, and he's not exactly the best defensive catcher either. So to not me, at it's all. Just a, I would yes, rather work he, on the fact of if no trades happen, just dump McGuire. Hopefully, you can, put him on hopefully he can land in waivers and then go through to slip to Buffalo. And then at the end of the year, you end up calling Mourinho up anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, was gonna say, I, I was just going to say who's in Buffalo and that's next in line. It's Mourinho, I guess. Yeah. I just say it sure as shit ain't McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even think Maguire would take opportunities away from Mourinho in AAA. I think no, even then Maguire would back him up. Right? Sure. I really think so, too. For sure. Yeah, yeah what dirt one's does the he future, have? One's a dying prospect. <laughs> I just, yeah. you, you can never... It, catching depth is like pitching. You you really can't have enough of it. But do you in see my anyone mind. claiming him? Do you think he'll get claimed? Yeah. Really? He didn't last year? That yeah, last year. Yeah, but last year he was shit. He got caught. Yeah, he got caught too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 what? He, he got, got caught right handed. Way handed. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> no, they, they, there's teams that would take a flyer on him for sure. I think so too. Pittsburgh like I said, I just know that Pittsburgh, with Ben Charrington knowing him as well as he had the thoughts, mm-hmm. I would think would rather have him as a backup catcher. Than a lot Who of the hell is he catching in Arizona or Colorado? Dalton Varsho in Arizona, but he plays in the outfield a lot too. <laughs> Where did Carson okay. Kelly go? Uh, this uh, is, not sure. This is an organization. <laughs> this is an organization that had the balls to bring up Alejandro Kirk in single A. I understand COVID season. I get it, whatever. But they did it. You mean to tell me that you put Reese McGuire on waivers and the worst shit happens and you just don't call up Mourinho? But yeah. you had the balls to put bring up Kirk in single A. But yeah. you're waiting yeah. on Mar- like I don't think that's gonna fuck with his development at all. He's gonna be behind someone. He's gonna be eased in regardless. There's just mm-hmm. to me no reason to have McGuire on this team right now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and or like why. I said, what's the worst case scenario? You did have him in there at DH at a game. It's gonna be that one game where you have to figure out a catcher, and then you're gonna call up either the Reese McGuire that made it through waivers by accident to fill in for you know Jansen that got hurt or Kirk that got hurt. And or just call up Mourinho and go balls to the walls and see what happens, right? What happens? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be the. Who's the other catcher that's? Because we had five on the forty man at one point, did we not? Um, oh, it was a backup level guy last year, wasn't it? Well, they have a couple non rosters right now: Hagen Danner and Taylor Heineman. I think his name is, but on the forty. Who the hell else did we have at one point? Then I know you're thinking we had another one. Yeah, I think I'm you're heading. Oh, who did we trade to the the what, Nationals last year? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Um, oh, what's his, his name? Riley Adams. I liked him too. Yep. Riley, Riley Adams. Adams. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. He's long. So gone. I'm not. I'm not crazy for thinking that we did have five at one point. Okay. No. Right. All right. Um. 
What a shit I, trade that was. I know. <laughs> yeah. Was it forehand? Fucking Brad Hand. Yeah, yeah. Brad, Brad, yeah. Brad Hand. Who got $6 million from the Phillies. Yes. yes. Ah! Yeah. Let him go. Watch it, and he's going to bounce back and have an all-star season. Did we re- didn't the Jays release him, too? Brad Hand, yeah, they, they let him go. Yep. They, they yeah, put they him on the University of They cut him. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Just cut the wire. Like, then he the went to the Mets. Here's something we should probably discuss really quick sure um which may be a problem may not be a problem may give some extra tryout time yumi garcia still has having visa issues and hasn't made it to florida i totally forgot about yumi garcia until uh was it longley who tweeted it today or somebody else saying Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to arrive until later this week um hopefully they they were hoping that he would be there over the weekend yeah having issues too I think I saw that they weren't too worried that he should be okay for the opening day roster, but yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Cause then that situation, Mourinho is not the biggest problem because he's going to go to Buffalo eventually, whenever the heck he does get his stuff cleared yeah. up after, yeah. you know, his little extended spring training period or whatever. Yeah. But, um, that's, that kind of sucks for Garcia. Yeah. I wonder Yimmy, why I didn't hear his name. Yeah. Yimmy's going to be like, uh, right in the back end of the pen. Like right now you have Romano, Meza, Yimmy Garcia, Simber, and Trevor Richards as your big five. And, uh, you remove just one Pearson. of those guys. Yeah. As I Pearson. say, that's why you're guaranteeing Pearson yeah. back there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Stripling seven, uh, or six. And who else? Baraki, you three? have, you have to oh, make Baraki Simber too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you have to make room because he's, he's Simber? out of options. Oh yeah. Yeah. Baraki. Uh, Baraki. Rocky's yeah. gonna bounce back and put together a full season this year. I guarantee it. Um, are we, if not, oh, he'll be waived too and make it through. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I, he. I don't think he would. Oh God, no. I don't know. Left-handed no, because he's a lefty. Throws hard. Yes. Yeah, left-handed reliever that throws hard. Somebody would pick him up for sure, and that's the um, reason that he'll make this team and stick around for a little while. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I want to wrap it up here. Are we in agreement that this is? I mean, we've talked about it every year, but a prove-it year for him. This is Jansen's prove-it year? Like, it's now or never? Well, yeah, given the way he finished last season, for sure. It's like, hey, continue continue what you did. Continue what you did. And if you don't, sorry, you're going to lose your job and you're going to be out of the organization before long. Or you're a lifelong backup catcher. Yeah. And that might be it, too. Which Yeah, and that's fine. Jansen Cash did that for plenty of years, for sure. Yes, <laughs> and you can get enough value from Jansen as a backup defensively alone to be like a Jeff Mathis who can hit a yeah. little bit better because Mathis yeah. was great defensively. Jansen at least has more upside with the bet than Jeff Mathis ever did. So there's nothing wrong with being a backup, but I still, again, you guys know I've been his biggest supporter, Danny Jansen, over the years, and the the way he finished. Last year in the second half, where he batted like 310, added a ton of power, good slugging, all that. That's the Jansen that we all expected when he came up originally. Um, it's just taken long. I saw New Hampshire and Buffalo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if he continues that, then you're eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. It's just like, who do you pitch to? Like, I know we've talked about the top six like crazy, but if you have Jansen, even Randall down there who can chip in with 30 homers in a full season with 600 plate appearances. Yeah. It's a wild lineup and it could get wilder. Well, uh, that's a, that's a good place to end it right there. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap it up here. Um, we, as, as you can probably hear in our voices, the enthusiasm that we have with baseball being back, spring training being loaded and two weeks until the regular season is going to be great, especially the Blue Jays starting the season on a Friday night. Can't ask for anything Ooh. better. Uh, make sure you're, uh, 
you're going to be well rested that Saturday. But that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we understand again that the video feed was a little bit choppy, so if you weren't able to tune in there, we are are on all your favorite podcatchers. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast uh, fixed from. We are there. We appreciate the download. We appreciate the rating. We appreciate you sharing this with your fellow Blue Jays fans. It means a lot to us. Word of mouth is key. Um, also, if you do enjoy the video content and do enjoy seeing us ramble, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. We're, we're on everything. So we appreciate the support. We appreciate the follows. We appreciate the interaction. Uh, that being said, until next time, let's end this with uh, two claps, Ric Flair, and let's go Blue Jays. Woo! Let's go. Let's Blue go, Jays. Blue Jays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.